Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. The Gift Pathfinder podcast on the planet where it's the hard questions like, are the dwarven showers dwarves, or do they themselves show dwarves? I think it'd be funnier if they threw dwarves. I think it would be funnier if they did neither of these things. So they're neither dwarves, nor do they show dwarves? No, they are, um, they're full orcs, and (laughs) they're actually, um, they're actually just magicians. Here's the thing. We have never got direct confirmation that they're dwarves. They have never said, yes, I am a dwarf. They, because they don't, they're like selectively mute <laughs> or something. They could be lying if they do say that, though. They could be. It's so easy to lie in this day and age, you know? It's so easy to lie. Hey, everyone, uh, let's just, let's show up for a second and take a <laughs> moment to consider the fact that that hard question took me four takes to say because I kept <laughs> stumbling over it because it's a fucking tongue twister. I dare you, if you're listening at home, do the Dwarven Shores tour... Do the Dwarven Shores throw... Do the Dwarven Shores throw dwarves or they... Fuck me. You try, you try. One of you try. I beg you, I want you to try. it. Let me see. Do the Dwarven Throwers throw dwarves or are they themselves dwarves? Okay, you fucking testian. Do you want to play some fucking Pathfinder? Yes. Okay. Uh, So, previously in uh, Extinction Curse... Um, so, you guys had just put on a successful performance as part of the Circus of Wayward Wonders. However, it was with, it was not without cost sometimes uh, to put on a successful show. Your ringmaster must fucking die. Um, yeah. So we invented a new brand of murder mystery, clown murder mystery, where you're all clowns and you're investigating murder. Sick. After a little bit of researching, uh, you found that uh, Myron Stendhal, uh, or Thunder, your ringleader had been killed by multiple uh, unnatural snake bites. After a little bit of researching, you found that someone had been watching you from a glade next to the circus camp. And uh, after some more investigation, you found a culprit was a druid named Nemia Brambleclook, um, who reportedly did this because she thinks that the town of Aberton is fucked up and evil or something. She didn't really make her point clear, but she did, like, spout a load of eco, uh, like, eco-terrorist nonsense, so that was fun. Yeah. Um, that being said, you, uh, conked her the fuck out. Ariato took a big chomp out of her, but not enough to kill her, just enough to slam her head into the caravan and conk her out cold. And you now have arrested a halfling murderer, so that's fun. Yeah, um, that was fun. That was pretty neat. I had a good time. I'm glad you had a good time. Do you want to continue having that time? Yeah. Sure. 
Okay. Okay, so you guys are all sitting around a campfire. It's late. I'd say it's about 10 p.m. by now. Uh, the moon is in the sky, painting uh, the circus camp a waxy gold. Um, several people have gone to bed by now. Um, the Kambali's around the fire, uh, all five of them, um, each like, you know, kind of sharing warm smiles. Um, the Dwarven Shores are here too, although they're, um, as always, quiet as ever, just happily uh, nodding in turn anytime someone uh, asks him a question. Um, Axel has gone to bed after the most exciting night he's had in his entire life. Uh, and of course, Mordain and Hod, uh, they don't have time to be around you guys. They've got cooler stuff to do. You're all passing around like a flask of rum, uh, celebrating your success in all ventures today, um, except for your ventures in keeping Meyer and Stenhal alive, which was a catastrophic failure. Yeah. Thanks. I kind of sucked at that. That being said, you still have those water methods. Um, they have been tied up and they're looking quite upset. Um, Nemia has been bound and kept in a caravan. Um, she is going to be carted off in the morning by uh, the law, which soon after your whole little adventure, the sideshow of everyday marvels um, made their way into town to kind of both get the law, but also to kind of hype you guys up and be like, hey everyone, uh, guess what we did today? <laughs> How are you all doing? After probably the most interesting night you had in quite some time. You know, a little hard to describe. Definitely weird. There's a lot of emotions, I think, uh, for everyone. Maybe not entirely Volio. Um, like, it, it's sad. It's it's sad. There's some sad in there. Uh, there's some, um, some excitement over getting to, you know, bonk. And yeah, pretty, pretty, uh, okay, but still, damn, had to be Myron, huh? Rayari is, though, they're, they're happy that they were able to do something, like, cool, like, and, you know, like, stopping this, that, uh, that, that halfling and um, capturing those water nephits, but um, I think she's um, trying not to think about um, those more stressful things going on, um, like the death of a friend. I think they're just avoiding thinking about it, so they're trying to put on a happy face. Meanwhile, Ariato is stuck in her own head. Oh no, is she okay? Um, she's not super... I think she doesn't feel great about having to use uh, the glutton's jaws. Um, mm. She doesn't feel at all good about what happened to Myron. She's just having a real day overall. Like, everything good has happened all at once, huh? Everything good happened and then everything else happened <laughs> like those are the <laughs> things that are kind of amplified in her head and i think she's just staring at the fire yeah um the the fire is burning a lot brighter than um is normal um and i think uh the professor kind of notes that as he's throwing a log in he's like oh i know my flames i can tell you that much and 
I've no idea why it's just burning as bright as it is today. Mm. Oh, magic? More magic, maybe, yeah. More warmth for the rest of us. Um, uh, Ariado looks over and uh, snaps out of and she's like, wait, what? The, f- the fire is quite hot today, Ariato, don't you think? Huh. I mean, I guess. He kind of, like, makes a face at uh, you, Ariato, clearly noting that something's up, but also knowing not to press. <laughs> um, and he's like, Ray, will you pass Ariato some more of the s'mores? Mm-hmm. Oh, of course. Oh, uh, Rary. Can we have s'mores? Yes. Uh, Rary hands uh, a marshmallow on a stick to... Uh, Ariato and graham crackers and like uh, chocolate. Uh, she gets this more. She gets like the uh, the graham cracker and the chocolate ready, and she just puts the marshmallow over the flame. How does she cook her marshmallows? <laughs> yeah. Uh, what done this? With only slight char, only a little okay. bit of char. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. She wants she to make sure it's good enough. She passes the vibe enough. check. <laughs> she doesn't like. Unlike everything else, she doesn't, like, immediately fucking burn it to a crisp. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ariato, you are kind of staring into the flames, and it's... Yeah, I, I think you're definitely feeling kind of dizzy. Like, dizzier than normal. But, like... Look, you're used to it at this point, you know? Um... Okay. <laughs> you did do the dra- demon thing earlier. Yeah. Um, but there's there's something different, and you don't exactly know what it is. Um, I think uh, the Kambalis uh, are at this point in the middle of a story, and um, mm-hmm. the uh, Papa Kambali Ahab is like, and from there we ra- fled from Druma, never to look back. We knew that if we were to ever return, those people would jump us in a minute and steal uh, steal our lives the same way they stole our fame and fortune. We made our way to Absalom on a trading ship, and well, the Featherfall Two became uh, the Featherfall Tree when we had Odvi, and uh, their eldest daughter, who's about twelve, kind of like rolls her eyes. Um, then the Featherfall Four with Zondi, and. Middle kid uh, looks up from his marshmallow and he clearly wasn't paying attention. Mm. <laughs> and, um, and of course, when Samesh came around, Featherfall 5. And uh, Samesh is in the strangest of all places. Uh-huh. Uh, he's leaning against Volio. Oh, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> Whereas you unsettled the ever loving shit out of adults. Kids just seem to like you, Volio. <laughs> That's fair. And Odvi kind of rolls her eyes and says, Dad, every time you tell that story, it grows more and more fictional. And uh, I think uh, Delby, the mother, is like, It's one of his talents. He loves telling that story. He can't help but add some more each time. And they have like, No, no, it's true. All of it. All of it's true. Oh, I definitely believe you. Oh, I'm glad you do, Royari. I am so glad you do. Kind of nudges you. <laughs> Royari doesn't believe a word he says there. <laughs> and the professor kind of laughs and says, Well, Royari, if you don't believe him, do you have any stories to tell? Story? Um, hmm. Oh, 
gosh. I don't know. I mean, most of the interesting stuff has happened after I met you guys. Well, you aren't the first circus that I've joined. Uh, I think Zombie kind of tilts his head up and is like, I mean, yeah, you were in the, uh, you were in Ma- uh, Mistress Dusklights as well, right? You were not the second circus I've joined. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the professor kind of nods at this, but I think the the Kambali kids all kind of perk up, and Odvi is like, "I didn't know this one. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? What was the first circus you joined?" Rary leans back and is like, "Well, before this, before all of the dusk light stuff, I had joined a circus." from Minata that was in the Isle of Kortos for a while. And that's where I learned how to do all of the amazing things that I do. <laughs> um, I, I think uh, all of them, like the kids all kind of tilt their heads and it's Sumesh who's like eating a, like the marshmallows raw against Willie who's like, Where's Minata? Oh, it's in Tiansha. It's, um... A little series of it's an it's a series of islands. Um, I'm apparently from there. Well, not not I wasn't born there, but that's my heritage. Uh, I think uh, Delby's like the fantasy Philippines, right? Fuck me. (laughs) 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 Um, yes. Arietta, you're from there as well, right? Uh, I. I don't know if I should say I'm from there. I know that, uh, I know that my dad is. Well, that's, Ariado, that is how I discovered you. I saw <laughs> you and I, and I knew. <laughs> and he, and, and, and he, he leans over and he, he pulls you into, into his arms and he's like, and I knew that we would be best friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not how I remember it. How do you remember it? I remember you meeting uh, Ariato and seeing Volio tormenting her and realizing that leaving her on her own was irresponsible. <laughs> well, that's also true. I do not trust Volio not to corrupt the Ariato. Corrupt? How could I ever do that? You, you keep... T- I... Simply just make suggestions and I support Ariato's art. What? Tell tell me. How is murder a suggestion and not a crime? Well, I am simply encouraging her uh, creative juices. I think the kids are laughing at that. (laughs) Uh, The parents are like side-eyeing each other. (laughs) (laughs) Rayari pulls one of those um, like fans out of nowhere and it's starts fanning themselves dramatically and they're like, oh, you are going to be the death of me. Uh, I think the Dwarven Shores, one by one, like, um, tap their stomachs as if they're laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, uh, it's Delby who's like, and Ariato, I suppose you don't, you grew up in Mistress Dusklights, right? Uh, yeah, I, I was there from a pretty young age. I don't remember a lot of what happened, what was before, but there were some things. 
Well, you have here now, and this is going to be a much better place for us all, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I refuse to let it be any anything anything less than perfect. Um, and I think it's now Sumesh looks up at you, Volio, and is like, <laughs> "What's your story, Mister uh, Mister Bimbo?" Ah, well, I was born in the forest and grew up raised by wolves. Really? <laughs> no, it was guinea oh. pigs. Guinea pigs? Really? Yes, the small <gasps> creatures are quite vicious, you know. Wow! I believe you. Rary leans you. over to Ariadne and is like, How much do you want to bet that he's just like this because he can be? <laughs> Everything. <laughs> <laughs> And that is my sad life story. You're s- okay. <laughs> I think being raised by guinea pigs would be a very good life story because guinea pigs are quite lovely. Oh no, they raised me well and were quite nice. Did not eat me once. The guinea pigs... don't even know how to cook. It's a shame. It's they a shame. know how to hunt and that's what matters. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think, like, as they're joking, Ariato, uh, you are kind of looking into, uh, the fire more. Mm-hmm. Then something happens. Okay. I hold on to KK for support. <laughs> it starts to burn hotter. Uh-huh. Like, incredibly hot. Um, the others don't seem to notice it, but it is definitely growing to be hotter and hotter and hotter. And then it explodes. <gasps> okay. And everyone is consumed by flame. Well. Huh? That was a, a nice run. campaign. For, well, yeah, everyone dies. Um, except for you, Ariato. Okay. And suddenly you are in, you're, you're in the camp. The landmarks are the same, but it's different. Um, trees sprout that weren't there before, um, like tall jungle-like trees. Um, and there is a, like, there is a flame scourging through these trees. You hear, like, the screams of animals in the woods, but... None of them, none of them sound like real animals. Mm-hmm. Almost like draconic shrieks. And you see shifting shapes pushing through the woods. For, like a quadrupedic creature that you can't make out rushing through. And despite being caught ablaze, another larger creature, this one on two legs, but with a, like a long draconic body, reaches in and bites it in half only to succumb to flames seconds later and this senseless violence surrounds you Ariato and the flames that burn through this jungle only grow hotter and hotter and it's then that you look up Ariato and you see something you haven't seen since before Mr. Stusklight there's a moon above but it it isn't your moon. It's breaking up into pieces. 
It is exploding. And something is coming out from it. And it sees you. Mm-hmm. And Ariato, it's at that point that uh, you're notched. And you are back at the campfire. And the others are all kind of like extremely confused looking and the fire is out. And um, everyone else has jumped to their feet by now, but you're still sat in front of it. Um, completely... Well, you were completely hypnotized for a moment. You're fine now. Uh, but I I think um, it's uh, the professor who's like, Ariato, uh, are you quite all right? What's the problem? Uh, it... It... Nothing. Nothing. Um... I think she casts like a small produce flame and uh, puts the fire back on and I think she walks away. Um, I think the others kind of stare at you as you do that. Um, Because what happened from their point of view was the fire was there just having a nice talk when suddenly the fire erupted upwards and then went out. And Ariato, while everyone else is jumping out of the way, you just stared into that fire. Well, yep, so she's fun. She's uh, she's walking away. She is walking away. <laughs> back to the caravan, calling it a night. Uh, back to the caravan, not calling it a night just yet. She's probably gonna stay up for a little bit, but she's definitely not gonna be around people. Oh, Ariato. <laughs> um, the professor kind of blinks and he's like. like to say that's a teenager thing, but uh, <clears throat> not uh, sure. I never did that when I was a teenager. You were a teenager once? No. What? <laughs> you know... Um, so, uh, as the night starts to kind of fade out, um, we're going to talk about uh, leveling up and everything. Because uh, by now, you guys are all level two. All right. Hell yeah. Um, so, we're going to start with Royari. Um, Royari, you are level two now. Uh, when you leveled up, uh, all your all your training stuff, uh, so your attacks, your AC, anything that you were trained in went up by one. Um, so, for example, uh, you're now able to hit a little bit more accurately and hit creatures a little stronger. Um, your HP went up, all that shit. Everyone went through the same stuff, but... You each got to choose something new as you leveled up. So, Royari, at this level, you got a skill feat and a class feat. Um, skill feats letting you customize your skills and unlocking new ways to use them, and class feats uh, giving you new class options. So, uh, Royari, what did you get? I got, or Royari got um, Acrobatic Performer, a skill feat. Okay, and what's that um, do? I can use um, acrobatic acrobats instead of acrobatics instead of performance um, when I need to use perform um, because I'm fucking sexy and my dick is giant. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and what was your class feat? I took the acrobat dedication. Ooh! Look at you, bro! So, I'm pretty epic. 
So the Acrobat dedication is essentially, um, a dedication is kind of like multi-classing into a class that isn't real, um, <laughs> which is strange. A dedication is your entryway into an archetype. In this case, the Acrobat archetype. Um, this is kind of like um, a subclass, uh, which any class can take. So if you are a wizard, you can become an Acrobat. If you are a barbarian, you can become an Acrobat. In your case, you're a swashbuckler and you became an acrobat. I want to see uh, this, a barbarian acrobat. What the fuck? That would be really cool. Um, but that the acrobat cool. dedication basically uh, makes you really good at sweet flips. And uh, at higher levels, you'll be able to get even more stuff that makes you really good at sweet flips. Good. So basically, you have a new uh, mini class. Hmm. Epic. Okay. Um, Volio, what did you get now that you're level two? Well, um, I got two things. Okay. Uh, I'm very excited about both. Um, okay. One, I'll kind of put them in order of terrifying. Um, so, number one, I got Lie to Me as a skill feat, which means I'm really good at telling whenever someone is lying to me. Um, so good luck doing that. So basically, when someone is lying to you, instead of rolling perception to be like, are they fucking with me? You can roll deception to be like, are they fucking with me? <laughs> yeah. And then I got bashing charged. Let's me run through fucking walls. That is really, really fucking Volio Is it going to leave an outline of Volio in the walls? Because your setup is amazing. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. That's Please. exactly why I wanted it. You Please let that happen. Ritz, you're just taking. continues being a fucking cartoon. Yeah. You're taking everything that you possibly can to be as cartoony as possible, and I think Literally. it's very sexy of you. Okay. Um, and Ariato, uh, the stuff that we did with you was kind of alluding to all this. Um, so what did you get? Uh, we'll get like the smaller stuff out of the way because, uh, because. We all know that Ariato's intimidating. She got an intimidating glare. Okay, which is fine. what's up, dude? Uh, just demoralize, um, demoralizing people, and they lose the auditory trait when I do that. They become so, so scared you can just that they instead, can't speak. instead of being like, "Hey, fuck you," you can just stare at someone, and they're like, "Ugh." Yeah. Love that. And it works okay. with people who don't know my who don't uh, understand my language. So if people don't speak common, she can just glare at them and then they'll shit their pants. <laughs> okay, and what's the other thing you got? I got Oracle Dedication. Ooh, so you're multi-classing into Oracle? Yeah, Flame Oracle, actually. Yeah. That um, is sexy. To pull apart the curtains, uh, the, the initial reason we did this was because we could... <sighs> We made Ariato and we made her and she had like fire team stuff and we commissioned art with fire for her and then we realized that there are no fire spells on the divine spell list. <laughs> and uh, none for demonic bloodline apparently. Yeah, that's apparently a diabolic thing. The devils get fire, but demons get acid destruction and stuff. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. I guess I'm just too Catholic to think of anything <laughs> else. <laughs> the cat... Catholic demons are devils in Pathfinder. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that tracks. Yeah. Well, we're not going to get into theology. Um, <laughs> Please so, God. 
Okay. And with that, I think uh, we're going to do a little bit of a time skip. Um, Ariato, you... Did you fall asleep eventually? Uh, eventually. Okay. Volio and Royari, you had to stay up late until she fell asleep so you didn't interrupt her. Yeah. Um, but it is the next day. And uh, you are awoken by the sound of people in the camp. Uh, people who aren't from the camp. Do they sound like pigs? What? <laughs> they come to get the lady? Oh, pigs! Is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. They're not sentient boar men, but yes, uh, the fuzz is here, unfortunately. Alright, that's what I thought. Okay. Um... A few guards are uh, pulling uh, Nemia uh, Bramblecloak from the caravan. You guys kind of all peek out when you see this. Um, and she's kind of like snarling as they pull her away. And she's like, she catches eye contact with you three specifically. And she's like, you haven't done a thing, you know. You've only delayed the inevitable. The world's gonna heal from Aberton's scar. You mark my words. You oh. mark my words. Phil do. That's very nice. Uh, Ariel just sleepily like it. So does that mean she's done talking to us now? I think so. Well, she can I go back to, to sleep? I'd hope um, not. So, Nemia Bramblecloak has been arrested for murder. Yeah. So, Good. that's fun. The two methods, uh, did you guys hand those guys off as well? Or are you keeping them? No, we were trying to find out more. Like, we were trying to understand what the fuck they were saying. Remember? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're going to have to yeah. figure out a way to d accomplish that, I suppose. Um, yeah, I wasn't planning on arresting these people. I don't know. I don't know or think <laughs> that they've done anything. I don't think they've done anything wrong. I just don't know what to do. <laughs> Um, and I think uh, it's at this point that you notice that uh, they, the the fuzz, uh, ACAB, um, are not alone. Mm -hmm. uh, there is someone else who isn't from the camp here. Oh. Um, it is a man. He's wearing a blue and brown uh, coat, and he's wearing like a wide-brimmed cowboy-looking hat. <gasps> and he has his back to you as he's kind of watching these guys uh, escort her away. Oh, is the sheriff in uh, town? <laughs> well, no, uh, but as he turns, you do recognize him. It's Mayor Aber, uh, the mayor of Aberton. Oh. Oh, this old man. Uh, Ariato, you met him yesterday. Um, he's looks like he's in like his uh, mid-40s. Um, his hair is uh, combed back a little bit. He's got a very nicely groomed beard. And his expression says all... He's very apologetic. Uh, I think he uh, sees you, Ariato, and he takes off his hat. And uh, he kind of wanders over to you guys. Um, and it looks like he's trying to kind of get your attention and come talk to you. Uh, okay, should we talk to the guy? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, if you would like to. Ariari, who is in a... Water? who's in a robe and has curlers in their hair right now. <laughs> They're like, I guess I can. 
Ariana just looks around like, do we have any water? Um, I mean, yes. I think, well, we're right by a river. Okay, give me one second. She goes over to, her, to the river to splash water on her face. And she's like... Dunks <laughs> uh, her head in. She, um... She shakes it off and goes, okay, I'm good. Hi. He kind of... Uh, the mayor takes off his hat and holds it before him with both hands. And he's like, um... Uh, good morning, everyone. Um, I hope I'm not intruding. Is, would it be alright if I, um... Were able to talk to you three personally? Oh, of course. Mm-hmm. Why not? Well, uh, allow me to introduce myself. Um, my name is Jay Aber, and I'm the mayor of this town. Uh, I saw, I was there at the show last night. Uh, spectacular. Absolutely spectacular. And of course, you did a fantastic job, uh, Miss uh, Batty, in telling the town's fortune, and I really do, really do appreciate that so much. Um, Thank you. I try. So, then this morning, when I learned that you and your people were attacked by someone from Aberton, uh, perhaps from the Hermitage of Blessed Lightning, I'm sorry, I cannot apologize enough for that. It's not your fault. You know, it's... Our little town has been terrorized for weeks, since long before you showed up. I'm so sorry that you all got caught up in this. Terrorized? Yeah. There's, um, there's been some stuff going on in town, and looks like you got caught in the crossfire. That woman, Nemia Bramblecook, mm-hmm. she is part of uh, an, a hermitage uh, just outside of town. The Hermitage of Blessed Lightning. Right. Uh, they're a group who worship Gozra. Uh, do you guys want to quickly roll a religion check to figure out what the fuck that means? Yes. Yes. Is good. Mine's bad. 23. Okay. <laughs> I don't know shit. Um, Royari, you're not entirely sure much about Gozra. You know they're a god. Oh, yeah. Um, well, you know about Ghost Rep, but you're not going to tell anyone. Yeah, probably. That's terrifying. And Ariadne, you know that Gozra is um, an, basically a nature god. Um, they are uh, a dual-faceted deity. Um, they have two aspects. Um, the uh, storm, like uh, the god of the storms and uh, the skies and lightning. And then uh, the seas, the goddess of uh, water and the ocean. And they kind of live together as one deity, which are venerated by uh, some sailors mostly. Uh, but in this case, apparently a group of druids. Okay. Uh, and he kind of like brushes his hair, uh, like he wipes his brow a little bit and says, I can't see how anyone from our town would be involved in such villainy, but I can't believe anyone at the Hermitage would do so either. The Hermits are kind, humble and pious folk. They're owed to Gozra. They're... Master is a name named Harold Camdeal. He's a fine person. Loves animals and nature and such. Honestly, it's impossible to imagine him countenancing anything like what happened last night. But that doesn't mean the town and the Hermitage always agree. Aberdeen has had some uh, challenges lately. 
There's been little rain and the fields are dry. The heat has withered plants and then we got a cold snap that froze what survived. Mm. Wind has pulled what's left of the topsoil onto, into dust storms. Any of our wells have dried up and the streams have... And you kind of point to this stream. I've never seen them so low. Some have vanished completely. Now, it's nature, and it goes in cycles, I know. Many of us figure we just need to be patient. The rains will be back, and... You know, the next harvest will be better. But some of the hermits have blamed us for that, and... For what? How we could be responsible? I don't know. It's like they just think we've done something wrong, but we're just farmers. Over the last month, things have gotten real bad. Hemama, she got attacked by a wild boar in the street. Aberdeen's oh, Miller, uh, Miller, Sarah Hofton, and her family, they've gone missing. We oh. think she's left town, but they might have been driven off by some uh, people. Normally, I'd go to the sheriff with this. She's always kept us safe, but I think she skipped town too. Sure. That's not good. Well, that is less than good. You're telling me. Quite a lot of problems you have in Aberton. And this has all just been recent? Yeah, last few weeks. Uh, it's... We've Unlucky. Been, we've been dealing with this as much as we... He kind of looks at you, Volio. <laughs> he winks. Look, we've been, we've been dealing with this as best we can, um, but we're, like I said, we're just farmers, and uh, I, I heard last night about how you protected innocent people here, and I, I, I thought maybe, maybe you could do you for could them. You could hire us. Maybe you could do for us what you did for them. If you could, I'd gladly speak to Harlock in the Hermitage about the woman who attacked you last night. And maybe I'll even I can even get you admission to the hermitage yourself so you can talk to them and see that they're harmless. We'll pay you if you need. I I don't know what we can do, but you helped people last night and no one in town's been able to do that yet. Well, <clears throat> well, I don't mind doing as much as I can. If it shall you put your mind at rest. You all mean that? You, you're just happy to go help some strangers? Sure. Yeah. Listen, Miss, Mr. Mayor, I may not look it, but I worship Iomide. I care about people. He kind of blinks his... I, uh... A fellow worshipper of the Inheritor, huh? Mm-hmm. He sort of plays with the necklace around his neck. I think he kind of reaches in under his shirt and pulls out another necklace. Uh, they both match, showing a holy sword uh, highlighted by a halo. It's like it's like pulling out a rosary and being like, God! God! Twinsies! <laughs> he kind of like smiles and says, Goddess of Justice has, uh... Maybe she'll be able to bring some justice through you guys, huh? <laughs> Perhaps. Whatever you're able to do, 
will be Aberton will be thankful, and um, you're free to put on as many performances in town as you like. Um, we're not exactly a rich town, but we'll we'll support you any way we can. It's just you scratch our back, we'll scratch yours. All right? Of course. Okay. Thank you. I hate to make you uh, victim zero incompetency. You, if you can do what you did already here for the rest of town, we'll be in your debt for a long time, fellas. You sure will. Fuck. <laughs> uh, funny, funny clown. Uh, Do not scare <laughs> him, Volio. <laughs> uh. Look, we'll be on our way now. We'll be keeping her in the town jail. If you need to come and interrogate her or something, we'll give you open pass to it. Thank you. Thank you all so much. Uh, be seeing us now. And he kind of puts mm -hmm. his hat back on and tips it, and he kind of like whistles to the guards who uh, escort Nemi off the campgrounds. Bye bye. And, uh, you're all by yourselves again. Well, this oh. is interesting. Very. <laughs> I did not expect him to come to us. Neither did I, but it, it is unusual. We are literally just members of the circus. Imagine hiring a circus to protect your town. I think that's wonderful. I think he's desperate. I that... think it's hilarious. <laughs> you know, he probably is desperate. <laughs> he looked like it. You do not go to the circus as your first form of protection. No, normally you go to the guards. Or adventurers. <laughs> or mercenaries. The circus oh. should be last. <laughs> the circus well, should not be last, on the list at all. But you should, <laughs> well, at the same time, you shouldn't be asking for your people to protect, even if they can't, well, when they can't, but you know, some people do anyway. Yep. Yeah. That's true. At the very least, we can do what we can. Yes. I um, wonder what is I, going on. I think it's at this point that um, the professor kind of hobbles up to you all and says, So what was that about? Well, the mayor wants our help. Oh? Uh, apparently he, they've been experiencing some really weird stuff going on and some also really bad stuff and they need our help? What exactly is happening? Druids! Uh... Druids! Nature <laughs> fucking... They have them. an infestation! Druids are not an infestation, they are just people. <laughs> I will also point out that he was like, it's not the Druids. And Volley was like, ah, oh, I see true that. <laughs> no, he, he, he understood that. He's just um, doing this. He's doing on purpose. <laughs> so I think uh, he's like, well, if it's any help, uh, the sideshow of Everyday Marvels came back last night and... They were able to go into the taverns in town and socialize a bit, and I'm not just saying this to, sh to flex or something, but <laughs> they were able to raise some word about your heroic deeds, which is probably why the mayor's coming here. 
Ah, mm-hmm. much appreciated. But also, they came back with some gossip. Oh, <laughs> tell me. I, I thought it was particularly interesting, but it'd perhaps be even more useful to you, Tree, considering you've now got some mysteries to solve again. Tell me the hot ghost. Ask him yourself. I'm not going to repeat it all. Oh, fine. Um, Rayari starts walking towards them already. Uh, so do you guys go over to the, uh, the, uh, slideshow of Everyday Marvels? Yes. Yes. Okay. And, uh, make your way over to them. You do. Uh, there's the five of them. Uh, and they're all kind of like, um, sitting on a couple of barrels and chatting animatedly. And, Mm -hmm. uh, as you approach, I think, uh, Tala Roadwatcher looks up, uh, big buff tattoo lady, and she's like, Ah! Greetings, you come for the Gus? I do, I come for the hot tea. Hmm, <laughs> you'll be happy to hear this. Come, sit, sit. <laughs> and he sits down. Um, I love Rayari. Rayari loves you. So, uh, Hesper and Matus, the unjoined twins, uh, they kind of, like, lean close together as you sit, you all sit, and, uh, they're, like, like, they're kind of, like, as they're speaking, they're taking turns to talk. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Hesper is like, Well, from what it sounds like that uh, Hemama, who was a polite grandmother, she recently sold her town. Sorry. She recently sold her farm and moved into town. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Matus cuts across this. But then she was attacked by a wild boar in the streets. Oh. Hesper <laughs> takes over again. She ran, of course. Who wouldn't? And Matus finishes with, and she's unhurt, thank goodness. Well, that's that's for the boar. It's been spotted in an orchard on the east side of town, and it's not alone. Apparently, there's a whole brood of smaller boars that are just as nasty and ill-tempered as their mother. Oh, Babies. fun. Um, I think uh, Tahala, the tattooed woman, she's like, uh, so there's this mill, apparently. This is belonging to the Hoftons, the um, the family who vanished from town. Mm. The mill is the region and the mill itself infested with uh, infested with wasps. Their behavior is um, unusual. I would suspect outside influence, much like those snakes from yesterday. Didn't see any sign of the miller or her family, although everything about the mill seemed to be in working order from a distance. I find it very unlikely that the owner simply abandoned the mill. Hmm. Uh, and, uh, get around the bearded man, he kind of leans forward and he's like, uh, I, last night when I went down to the pub with the others to spread words, I actually walked into the wrong pub at first. (laughs) How did you manage that? Uh, there's a small crime gang in Aberton called the Mad Muggers. All they don't call themselves that by name for the reason that you might expect. It's in fact that they hang outside a roadhouse outside a town called the Mad Mug. Alright, well, that's a choice of name. Well, I tried going there and they resoundedly kicked me out. Then when I went back into town, and he kind of shifts a little bit, they told me in the town... That the mad muggers themselves drink all day and cause trouble at night. 
The sheriff has been trying to break up the gang for a while now, but now he's vanished. Quite curious, wouldn't you say? I wonder if perhaps the mad muggers know more than they're letting on. Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, and lastly, um, Cubby, the dog-faced dog, he kind of uh, pipes up and he's like, Well, you know, I heard that although the hermitage itself is isolated and remote, there is another church here in Aberton. I thought there might be a connection because of, you know, the, she was a, she had like symbols of Gosha and stuff. So I was like, maybe and I went and checked and it's not the same one. It's actually a church of Abadar. Wow. I, nevertheless, I did nose around the church's back scent, uh, back uh, fence, and I, I smelled something weird. How weird. I don't know what's going on in that grave. I don't know. It just didn't smell right. Hmm. I don't know how to explain it. Is gross. Mm. Well, we can always check it out. We could. Yeah, you should. <laughs> and I think uh, it's at this point, you three are standing there, uh, when two shadows kind of uh, loom behind you. Mm. And uh, you turn, and it's the clowns. <gasps> Hello! <laughs> um... There, there's two of them. Uh, one of them is not particularly tall, and the other one is a halfling who is not particularly short. And uh, you know that the their kind of act together, they're called big and small. Despite again, neither of them being particularly big nor small. <laughs> God. Um, one of them is a clown in all black and white. Um, he's got like sad teardrops painted onto his face paint. Um, <laughs> well, no, he's not wearing face paint now, but he usually does. Um, uh -huh. He's a dark-skinned man with glasses and a very serious expression. And uh, he kind of clears his throat and he's like, um, Good evening, everyone. Good to see you. Uh, Hi. And uh, this is Radulov. Beside Radulov, uh, there is the much shorter clown, Pamita, uh, Pamita Pale. She is a halfling tiefling. Oh, mm. um, I love that. She is a foot taller than most other halflings, uh, with a knob on one horn on uh, the left side of her head, and a short scaly tail. But uh, her most the most notable difference is that she is completely white with bright golden eyes. Um, and this is the small aspect and she's like so I heard um, you two uh, you're going into town later right? yes uh, and Radulov uh, in his kind of like Tekusalavian accent he's like uh, me and Pamita we need some more uh, props as it were what kind of props? well if you would be able to get us uh, more Buckets and more paint in general. That would be absolutely delightful. We can do this. Um, and uh, Pamita, who whereas Radlov is like a like a very sad clown, uh, Pamita is like very like uh, over the top happy clown. Hell yeah! <laughs> and she kind of leans and uh, is like, "Well, you know, perhaps as well. You don't feel you need to, but." Potentially, um, maybe some things that make squeaky noises. Like a horn? Or like a rubber duck? Maybe so. 
Potentially. Potentially? I do not know if you're talking about the same thing I am talking about. He, he, um, he grabs, uh, Oddbody's tail and honks it. It's like this? <laughs> Maybe so. How Maybe he... so. Uh, How does Oddbody do I'm afraid do I do not that? know. I see. Hmm. Yes, yes. Listen. We just used up a lot of our stuff in the last one. Uh, we'd like to know as well, are we going to put on another show this week? Uh... Hmm. Good question. I don't know. We, I are think we? that it would... Well, we could. If that's the case, we will definitely need it sooner rather than later. I might also suggest that you pick up some advertisements, or at least stuff to make them with, to put them around town when you are promoting the circus. Alright. Mm-hmm. I am sure I will be seeing you very soon. You will? I mean, hopefully. And, uh, and for me, it kind of gives you two big thumbs up and says, maybe. Possibly. I would hope and so. And with that, they kind of like, uh, <gasps> give her off into the, back into the uh, camp itself. All your waves. So, uh, now that all that's out of the way, uh, you guys have a free reign of uh, the campaign now. You've been given some tips that you could follow up on. Uh, you've been given a shopping list. Yep. And yeah, you basically can, you guys get to decide now what you do. If you do want to put on a show, uh, you will probably want to start raising anticipation for the next performance. Mm-hmm. Um, the best way you can do that is by uh, putting on, uh, putting up advertisements around town uh, in a downtown activity called Promote the Circus. Uh so you can basically stand in town uh, between scenes and be like, hey, everyone, go to the circus. Uh, you can also buy posters. Anything you do to kind of hype up the t- uh, circus itself for the next performance. Mm-hmm. So you make lots of money on it. Cool, got it. But either way, it looks like your next uh, stop, whatever your plan is, is to go to Aberton itself. Hell yes. Uh, would you, you all like to go? Or is there anything? Now. Oh, oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> is- is there anything you want to do around t- uh, the camp first, or are you happy to go straight to Aberton? Um, I think we can go straight there. Yeah, I'll leave the rest of the camp alone. <laughs> okay. For now. Well, to Aberton you go. Dice will roll will return after these messages. Hey everyone, and thanks for listening to Dice will roll. Um, just a few quick pieces of news before I let you get back to the episode. Um, I'd like to happily announce that we at Dice Roll have been accepted into the Roll20 Spotlight program. Uh, Roll20, the app that we use to play Dice Roll, is now helping to support, promote, and otherwise just help Dice Roll grow. Um, they've already given us pre-made modules for the rest of Extinction Curse, and honestly, we can't thank them enough. So, thank you so much, uh, Roll20, if you are listening personally. <laughs> Um, to celebrate, Dice Roll is doing a dice giveaway. To celebrate getting to the Roll20 Spotlight and the success of Extinction Curse so far, seriously, we've been doing so well, everyone. Thank you so much. 
we're giving away a set of pride dice by Heartbeat Dice of your choosing on our Twitter. To enter, all you have to do is like, follow, retweet, reply, or review. Replying with a hard question like we do at the start of every episode gets you two entries, and reviewing also gets you two entries. This giveaway will be going on until August 23rd, so if you would like some sweet, sweet Pride Team dice by Heartbeat Dice, seriously, top quality, go check it out. Additionally, we are happy to now announce that we are working on a new community project for Dice Roll. Transcriptions for Extinction Curse! Do you like reading instead of listening? Do you have audio processing issues or other things which would benefit more from reading rather than listening? Uh, we are now doing a community project which will put out transcripts half automated by Otter AI and then refined and made into readable pieces of media by the Dice Roll community. If you want to know more about that, check out our Discord where we are doing the bulk of the work. If you want to get involved in other Dice Roll projects, you can also check out the Dice Roll wiki, which is just now being updated to have stuff for Extinction Curse, as well as finishing a load of stuff from Kingmaker. This episode featured two uh, characters from our Patreon cameo tier. Radlov, who belongs to Skyly, and Pamita, who belongs to Natasha Lumley. If you want to get your character onto the show, check out our Patreon and see what else you can get. That's all for now, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to Dice Roll, and as always, keep it rolling. Hello and welcome to St. Fleur, where the city is modern, the fantasy is urban, and the faction politics are at an all-time high. Join us in Shadows of St. Fleur as we follow the wizard, Alistair Lockwood. Regret to inform you, I'm not a wizard. I am a master of the arcane arts. The scholar, Jeremiah Roderick Crawford. I'm an earl, you know. You're a baron. Those words carry some weight. The wolf, Victor Margaret. Victor stands on the bridge in the cold. Fuck. The Fae who is known only as Silk. Um, do we know if this was a, you know, was a standard mugging? And the vamp, Alex Jarreau. Quite. Because the first time the door opens, I'm going to push her out. Through their experience in the city. Shadows of St. Fleur is an Urban Shadows actual play podcast with a majority LGBTQ plus cast playing characters finding their way through faction politics, all in pursuit of their own individual goals. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts. Do you want to make a podcast, but you're just not sure where to start? Do what we did and try out Anchor.fm. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. For one thing, it's free. There's also tons of uh, creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. It'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and even some places I've never even heard of. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So, yeah, you want to make a show? Go for it. Download the free Anchor app today or go to Anchor FM to get started. We now return to Dice Will Roll. You get to Abbott, and it is... It is genuinely nice here. Um, a river branches through the town itself, and although the banks are low, the grass is yellowed, and the sky is warm. It's calm here. Um, you guys kind of, like, move through uh, the woods on the road to Aberton and soon you find yourselves uh, following along the dirt path into the sort of dust bowl town you see the occasional carriage carrying produce from outside of town 
um, fields which are doing their best to keep going despite the hard circumstances they've got. Uh, people who see you uh, do recognize you. Um, we are using the reputation subsystem, which means every time that you do something good for the town, whether it's a performance or a heroic deed, uh, the populace as a whole will warm up to you a little bit. And uh, you did gain some reputation last time, so people are kind of like, they'll see you and kind of like nod. Um, not everyone, but the people who are at the show recognize you. Mm-hmm. Um, so you kind of enter town and you've got like, uh, I think by now one of you's probably written a list of all the stuff, that all the tips and all the stuff you've got to do. Probably Royari. Um, probably Royari. She's very keen. <laughs> <laughs> um, so your options are you can uh, investigate uh, these boars, apparently, mm-hmm. um, who have gone down into an orchard nearby. Uh, you can investigate the weird smell from uh, the Golden Laws Church, which is the ch- uh, Church of Abadar. Um, do you guys want to quickly roll me a religion check to know who Abadar is? Sure. The 12 this time, guys. I want you to know that my, that my fucking religion is a plus zero. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's a um, minus one. Oh. Yikes. Uh, but that being said, you did roll a 19, Volio. I did. So uh, on an 18, uh, Volio, you know that Abadar is the god of society and commerce. Capitalism. Um, he's a, yeah, <laughs> to an extent, yeah, he's the capitalist god. Yeah. Um, he embodies both good and bad of it. Um, his churches are all banks, usually. Um, mm. And his clerics, tax collectors. Ah, uh, there it is. Yeah. But at the same time, they do keep towns stable. They help uh, kind of acting as a treasury, keeping the town from kind of imploding under itself because uh, they can do math, unlike everyone else. Yeah. Um, the math gays so, work there. <laughs> Their Bible's a fucking textbook. Um, so while Abadar is annoying at times, he can be quite useful to towns. Yeah. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Um, that being said, you could go check out the weird smell coming from there. Um, there's the boars. Uh, there's apparently uh, the mill that was abandoned, which is now full of wasps. Um, yum. Mm. Uh, there is the... Uh, there's the Mad Mug, uh, with these people who may or may not be involved in the disappearance of the sheriff. <laughs> yeah. And uh, there's Shopping Trip. Shopping Trip. Um, well, in my opinion, um, the boars and the muggers are uh, most important. Um, but Folia wants to go shopping. Riari um, is like, should we handle the... Should we handle the boars? We can do that after we stop by the market. Uh, uh, it will take no time at all, I promise. Volio. Yes? I, I love shopping more than anyone. I know on you do, so come along. Ariado, help me. <laughs> I, I think we should probably take care of some of the other things before shopping. I like shopping too. I like getting new You'll things. You have to fucking like restrain me if you want to things. stop me. Well, then I will. Oh, and then, no. uh, then Rayari takes. There's no stopping you, Volio, from going off on your own. Takes oh, both yeah. of. He, takes, he goes. 
Vriari is gr- grabs at both of, of Volio's hands and is like, please, the boar! You can't stop me. <laughs> I'm begging you. We should stop. No matter how hard you try or scream. The boar is terrorizing people. And Radulov's need for buckets is terrorizing my mind. What if? What if? Well, we'd have what to if? carry the buckets to the boars. <laughs> and all the paint yeah. and stuff. Exactly. What if we bought lunch? Yes, afterwards? yes, you're right, Odd Body. Fine, I shall come along. Oh, thank goodness. Oh, thank you, Odd Body. <laughs> <laughs> um, so are you gonna go down to the uh, orchard and check out these boars? These boars? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, you guys make your way down into uh, the orchard. Um, and kind of what you've picked up here is that um, uh, I think you probably like have to stop and ask people for directions as you walk through town. Um, you get a few funny looks because you're all dressed unusually and one of you has the weirdest creature on your shoulder. Um, I can't see. But uh, from kind of what you, uh, what you all kind of gathered, um, this place is Odlin's Orchard. Um, and Odlin, from what you can tell, was a um, he was kind of like a crotchety old farmer um, who had a lovely apple orchard um, on, but when uh, he passed away a few years back uh, the orchard kind of became a public use area mm-hmm. so um, you know that this is where uh, that old lady had a run in with a boar which is very fun mm-hmm. you're approaching the orchard now um, and like you see that there's like a good few trees. Um, there's an irrigation channel like underneath a fallen log, which serves as a bridge into the um, orchard itself. Mm-hmm. And tasty apples. Tasty apples. Uh, what do you guys do as you come uh, close? I'd like to grab an apple. Okay, uh, you grab an apple. You I give an it apple to Oddbody. Oddbody swallows uh, it whole. I guess Oddbody just swallows an apple whole. He goes, go! Thank you for holding that for me. Holding it. Okay. If we are in need of it later. Does this mean Oddbody is actually a bag of holding? (laughs) 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 I love that. Oh my god. Okay. Well, you're. Do you want. What are you gonna do? You're standing outside the orchard. We can gather apples after we handle the boars. All right. Uh, if you insist. I do insist. Abel, um, do you think there's anything magical going on here? The only thing that I can think about is, like, if if there was one druid who was able to, like, uh, control rats and snakes, I, I have this... I have a feeling that there's probably people, uh, people maybe controlling boars. Yes, they would be able to control boars. Maybe. Any sense? Any? Yeah, but the the, sh- magic. the sheriff said it wasn't druids. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. It could be right under his nose. He could be lying and be the villain of this book. <laughs> what? Oh. 
certainly it doesn't certainly it doesn't look great for the druids right now. Like their uh, their case isn't looking particularly great, is it? No. Yeah, it's looking really bad, actually. Well, um, since these are boars, I'm and we'll probably have to attack them. Um, Ferrari pulls out um her uh her rapier and is like, just in case. Free bacon. You know what, mate? <laughs> fuck it. Sure. If we if if we'll bring them back to fucking camp for dinner. God. <laughs> um. Okay. Well, you're still standing outside the orchard. There's a, a log which acts as a bridge into the orchard itself, and it goes over a ugly, muddy irrigation channel. Oh. Good Are there God. any boars in the ugly, muddy irrigation channel? Would you like to roll perception to see if there's any boars in the ugly, muddy uh, irrigation channel? I would love to roll perception to see if there's any oh boars God. in the ugly, muddy pr- uh, irrigation channel. That's about white. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Oh. Are there? I don't even need to see anything. Volio's got it. <laughs> Volio rolled a natural 20. Well, tell me if there's any boars. Uh, Volio, you see... Hiding in the mud, uh, kind of like the mo- the muddy moat, which separates you from the rest of uh, the thing, uh, you see that there is indeed a very muddy boar who is asleep in the mud. Oh. Wow. And beside her are two horrible boar children. Why are they horrible? They are nasty and horrid. They're babies! They are the most awful, ugly-looking babies you've ever seen. Fuck you! Do you not like boars? Oh, I fucking love boars. It's just that these ones are assholes. Fuck you. Alright. Uh, well, uh, uh, Volio Because please. you roll a nat 20 on perception, mm-hmm. you see them before they even have a chance of seeing you. Ooh. So they are not going to enter initiative yet. They're just kind of, like, lounging around. Uh, and Volio, you see them before you can aggro them. Uh, Volio leans over to uh, Ariado, and he's like, Zap them. Zap the boars. Get them. They're in the pit. You, you want me to hurt them while they're... I... Yes, kill them. Get them. I... Oh uh, my I... God. Are you literally being like a little demon in, in Ariado's... over Ariado's shoulder? Is that what you're doing now? I don't know what you mean. I have several of those in my head already. <laughs> oh my goodness, if you ever need anything, please talk to me. <laughs> What's the plan? You've got boars. Uh, okay. So, how do you want to approach this? Are we just gonna kill them? I think... Before anything. Fun fact, boars are cannibals. I... Uh... If that helps you make your decision. Okay. Um... <laughs> Ariana looks at the boars and says, Hmm, okay, so that's probably gonna be horrible. Uh... She's gonna cast shield on herself. <laughs> Would you all like to roll stealth against these fucking boars? Yeah. Sure. My stealth. I'm gonna use my okay, real sure. dice. <laughs> I don't trust roll twenty with that low of a number. Oh, hello. Oh fuck. Oh. Hello, uh, Nat. Uh, Royari with the fucking nat twenty. Oh. 
Oh my god, okay. Uh, so, Aria, uh, Royari, you got a nat 20 on initiative. Well, I'm Sounds god. Like a pizza thing. <laughs> okay. Uh, Volio, mm-hmm. it is, uh, what did you get on your initiative? I got a 13. Okay, Ariato? 21. Okay. Um, okay. So, uh, top of the order, with a natural 20, Royari Sansarnax. Royari is going to do some cool flips. Okay, so Royari, what do you, yeah, go for it, what do you do? Um, is it okay if I use acrobatics while, like, while moving to, like, flip over there? Like, so, uh, the way it works, Dave, is that you get that? Uh, panache from using Tumble True. Mm-hmm. Oh, I need to go through them? Yeah, basically you would flip around them. Okay. You know, like dancing circles around them. Okay. Oh, actually, that works. Um, Rayari runs up to them and it's like, <laughs> um, and then tumbles across this fucking giant boar, Mom. Okay. So, uh, Rayari, you start rushing over and getting ready to flip circles around this fucking boar, and it opens up an eye like, Wah! I'm sorry. <clears throat> wow, that's a hard noise to do. Sweet. <laughs> that's how a boar grunt is what I'm saying. Yup. <laughs> Alright, so do I roll acrobatic? Mm-hmm. Well, I rolled a 15. So, uh, Ray, you rush up to this guy, and, uh, as you're kind of, like, slashing and, like, bouncing around, uh, it gets up very quickly, and you aren't able to tumble through as well as you would have liked. Mm-hmm. Uh, meaning you do not gain panache. Uh, you have one action after Royari. What do you do? Oh, attack anyways. Okay, go for it. Um, alright. Solid fucking 14. Uh, a 14 is not a hit against a boar, and it lets out a... I can't make boar noises. It lets a squealing oink in anger. I, um, think, I think that was a mistake. <laughs> uh, it's the boar's turn. Uh-oh. Looking down at you, Royari, and its babies are slowly waddling up out of the mud. Um, so, it's gonna tusk ya. Uh, there's a 14 plus 10, a 24 hit. Oh. Huh. Yes. Uh, that is going to be 10 damage, Royari, as it oh. slams its tusks into oh, you. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Um, and I think it's going to attack you again because you're right there. Uh, this one is a 16 plus 5. That is a 21. Um, yeah, that hit. Okay, this one is uh, nine damage. And it's gonna go one last time. There's an 11 hit. No. Okay, well, the boar is savaging you, you Ari. Um, uh oh. <laughs> uh oh. Well, Ariato, it's your turn. Uh, Royari's being fucking mauled. <laughs> Uh, okay, um, she is going to, uh, she's gonna go for a produce flame. Okay, one of your new cantrips from being an oracle. Okay, um, so make me a spell attack roll. Oh, she's 
Oh, uh, 26. <laughs> Holy shit, 26? Um, yeah, these guys, yeah, that's, that's a crit. Oh. <laughs> so, roll that damage for me. Uh, two plus my spell casting modifier for six damage. Times two, that's 12. Yeah. And, uh, Ariadne, will you tell me uh, what happens on a crit with Produce Flame? Um, here on a reach on a success, deal 1d4. On a crit success, the target takes double damage and 1d4 persistent fire damage. So, Ariato, you hold up a hand and fire explodes from it and sears into this boar who lets it squeal and he's set on fire! Four persistent fire damage? Yeah, the boar lets out a shriek of pain and anger because what the fuck, man? Um, it is on fire and it will continue to take fire damage as its turns progress. Because did I mention it's fucking on fire? Listen. The boar is attacking Royari. I have to do something. <laughs> yeah, you, uh, well, you did quite a fucking lot. We'll put it that way. Um, you still have one action, uh, Ariato. What do you do? I guess guidance on Volio. <laughs> okay. Uh, Volio, you hear the trumming of demonic energy in your head, and you're ready to kill. I'm, I've always been ready to kill. <laughs> <laughs> um, Volio, it is your turn. Uh, the boars are attacking Royari, but one of them is extremely on fire. Well, it's about to be extremely flat. <laughs> okay. Um, Volio starts raging. By that I mean silly mode activate. Uh, okay. And you know the way clowns run? How they'll like... Boing, like, boing, boing. Yeah, like boing, boing, boing. Like their legs are like kind of apart and they're like, um shifting weight each time they run uh, and it's like really mm -hmm. silly and stupid and each time his uh, foot hits the floor it honks he's doing that yeah um and he's going to walk over uh how many actions is that is it an action to rage that's two it's two yeah. actions left so he's one action left okay cool uh and he's gonna take his fucking hammer out okay make me attack roll a kill kill is my last action 23 Okay, at 23, yeah, that is a fucking hit. And you do 11 damage, Volio, as you slam this dude in the head and let out a squeal of pain. It does not look well. This thing looks like it's, like, on death's door already. Um, which would be great if it weren't for the baby boars. Um, one of the boars rushes up to you, Volio, and starts biting you. Ow! Um... That is going to be a seven plus eight. That is a uh, 15. No, that does not hit. Okay, it's gonna try to attack you again because fuck you. Natural one, baby! Oh God. My clown skin's um, too hard. Your clown skin, don't ever fucking speak me. <laughs> <laughs> my delicious, uh, voluptuous clown flesh is oh, my God. My carapace! <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, on a crit fail, um, winds of change. You can't attack the same target again until the end of your next turn. So what happens is it bites into you, and your rubbery skin rebounds it, so it is kind of facing away from you. 
Uh, I love being a freak. Um, the second bit, bi uh, the second baby boar, is uh, it's going to charge at extremely fast and upsetting speeds directly towards Ariasa. Oh, that's really upsetting. Oh um, no. Like it is like a little rocket charging through the mud directly at you, Ariato, and it's using a bore charge. It strides twice and makes a tusk strike. As long as it's moved at least 20 feet, it moves 60 feet, it's going to gain a plus two bonus to its attack roll. There's a 23 hit. Uh, 23? Yes. Yeah. That's going to be uh, six damage, Ariato. Okay. Uh, it's going to make one mass attack. That is a 19 plus five. That is a 24. It's... That is seven damage, Ariato. Cool. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Royari, it is your turn. Uh, there's a boar, it's on fire, and it looks like it's shit. It's going to die soon. There's a much more healthy and angry baby boar that is currently biting your friend Volio. But also, this one spited you. So, what do you do? Unfortunately, Royari is being of spite. Um, and though, uh, though she'd love to help Volio, um, she'd also love revenge against this boar. Um, and so Rayari is going to do more flips. Okay. They're fucking cool and epic. Whether I gain panache okay. or not, just know that they're fucking cool and epic flips. <laughs> I am gonna- I- do I use your hero point? And maybe use your real dice? Yes, I'll use my real dice. I'm not using hero point. <laughs> trans dice, I swear to god. That's not very trans right of them. I swear to god, you better let me get this because I've been dysphoric lately. But if you don't, then. Not trans rights of you. You know. I'd love to roll higher than a 15. A 15 plus 10? No. Just I mean, 15 total. a 5 plus 10. Unfortunately, that's not going to do it, uh, Royari. You are trying to flip around this boar, but it's too angry and sexy for you. It's not sexy. Well, that's for me to decide. You hot. have two actions left. You can continue trying to build, um, build panache if you like. Yeah, I'll do it one more time. Okay. More flips. Okay, that's uh, that's a twenty-four. A twenty-four is enough to do it, uh, Royari. As you're kind of skirting circles around this dude, you slip right through his face. All right. And uh, as you do so, getting beneath the boar and then sliding up onto your feet, you feel cool as hell. You've got panache. Um, this board doesn't look like it'll survive even a normal attack with your panache, let alone a finisher. So don't use your finisher. Keep your panache. Rayari laughs like, <laughs> um, and uses their rapier. Yeah. I'm just rolling badly. I don't know if God decided that I shouldn't roll well. Roll? I rolled a four plus eight. It's a twelve. Yeah. A twelve. Because it is being flanked, baby! I um, start fucking making out with Ritz immediately. <laughs> well, that's using the uh, 15 from earlier. Look. 
Okay. Um. So, uh, roll me your damage. Uh, five. Royari, how do you do this? I fucking stab it. I stab. I stab it in the eye. Yikes. The eye. You're facing its behind. Oh. You better not stab it in the <laughs> eye. I stab it. Oh god, don't say it. In the ass. Uh, <laughs> I'm making the shot tonight, boys. I stab it in the fucking side because I can't take the idea of stabbing him. <laughs> I can't. I can't live with myself if I make that show. Um, Royari, you fucking filleth this uh, pig and lets a dying honk as it honk, honk? a dying whine, uh, a dying screech as it tumbles to the floor, dead, and it's already been cooked into bacon for ya. Yeah. Uh, it's the boar is dead, so now it's Ariado's turn. Uh, Ariado, you just saw that cool shit. Uh, yeah, she thinks it's cool, but at the same time, she has a boar on her. Oh yeah, there's a baby boar on yeah, your ass. So, uh, she's going to. She's gonna cast a singular turn of harm. Oh. Right on this little boy. Yes. Okay. Uh, so I have to make a fortitude uh, save, right? Uh, that's gonna be uh, uh, not great. Uh, that's gonna be a seven plus nine. That's a sixteen. Nope, doesn't do it. Fuck. Okay, well, roll me that damage. Uh, it does. One d eight negative damage. Okay. Seven damage. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you fucking. Pulse him full of evil energy, and the boar lets out a confused screech, because, like... <laughs> uh... You can't really tell how... You have two actions You can't off. really tell how dead it is yet. Not looking great. Uh, that one looks like it was, like, nearly half its HP. Oh, oh my god. Oh. So, uh... She's gonna cast Sanctuary on herself. Good call! <laughs> not, okay. She's not gonna take any chances. Okay. Uh, Volio, it is your turn. Uh, Ariadu just bopped and stopped this dude. And now there's also Royari fucking filleted this fucking boar. But there's a little baby boy and he's an asshole. What do you do? I'm gonna kick him. You're still raging, so. I am. Uh, if, I, if only I had power in my kicks. Um... Instead, I only have Good. power in my hammer, my maul. Gonna golf ball his ass? I am gonna golf ball his ass. I'm going to hit him so far into the fucking sunset that... I don't know, something happens. Someone calls him uh, the Sundance Pig. Exactly, 27. The Sundance Pig! <laughs> 27, that's a crit! <laughs> into the sun! <laughs> How much damage is that? Well, it's seven bludgeoning damage. <laughs> Times two? Oh, times two is 14 bludgeoning damage. <laughs> you fucking killed it! Oh my god. You really do send it to the sunset. <laughs> Holy shit, it's a miracle. Pigs can fly. <laughs> oh god. Um, my god. Well, I, I golf it away, and then I'm going to try to do the same to his, his brother and or sister. Um, okay, you charge directly towards the one bullying uh, Ariato? Uh-huh. Uh, and then I go four. Okay. 
Yeah, 21's a hit. How much fucking damage is that? 17 bludgeoning damage. Oh what my god. god. <laughs> this is what happens when you give someone a fucking... A d12 weapon, I guess. <laughs> sure. How do you kill this one? Well, I do it the oh. exact same way. I... I... I fling them in the same direction because I want them to be together in death. <laughs> this is horrid! You fucking destroy it! It's destroyed! There is no boar here! You've killed it! You killed one of God's creatures! How does that make you feel? Oh, jolly. <laughs> Hungry, maybe. Um, as the last boar collapses dead on the floor... He's flung into um, the fucking sun, you mean! Flung into the fucking sun, uh, the Sundance Pig, etc., etc. Uh, it looks like you managed to clear them out. And we have dinner. All in a day's work. Now we can go shopping. <laughs> yes, well, yeah, now we can go shopping. Um, Royari, I think you're kind of wading through the mud. Um,. You still feel cool, but Panache wears off when you're not in combat. Mm-hmm. But as you're waiting through the mud, you do kind of bump your foot against something. Oh! <clears throat> corpse. Oh, oh my, oh, oh my goodness. What's wrong? Have you gotten your boots oh. dirty? Why, what happened? Oh, oh my. Yes, I have, but that's not why. <sighs> um... In the mud, there is the half-eaten remains of a gnome. Uh, and judging by his attire, he was the one who was tending to the orchard. I told you they ate people. I knew that they eat people. I know that boars um, are like that. Odd body flies off your shoulder and starts uh, circling this little <laughs> corpse, and he goes out. Ah, <clears throat> uh, yes. A very beautiful death tomb. Thank you, Odd Body. <laughs> These are his last rites. <laughs> is, is that how uh, that works? Odd Body is what? an ordained priest, you know. Of what god? One of them. Wh one of one them? them. Mm-hmm. Well, um, are you going to leave this fucking corpse to rot here um. in the mud? We gotta tell someone about it, right? We should tell the city guard. Oh, wait, what's that? What? In his pocket. What is. Rayari bends over, ass up. Um, there's a scroll tube, and it seems to have a scroll. <laughs> um, they lift it. Um. You. Would you like to roll Arcana? Uh, fuck it. Why not? I have literally no modifier to it, but fuck Go it. Go for it. 13, baby. It's a scroll with words on it. <laughs> it's a scroll with words on it. Rare <laughs> holds it out too. <laughs> it's what a you scroll roll with words on it. <laughs> <laughs> the exact same roll. Ariado just well she just takes scroll. She looks at it and she rolls Arcana, which has no modifier to it. 18? 
Um, okay, yeah, you can tell that this is a, a relatively rare spell. Oh, spell? What is it? Um, it is a scroll of unseasonable quell. Unseasonable quell? what? So this is an uncommon spell. Uh, some items, feats, spells, etc. are uh, locked by rarity. You wouldn't be able to learn them unless you unlocked them in the game itself. This is one of them. Unseasonal Squell is a, uh, it lets you blast a sudden wind that ripples from outwards from the center of a burst. The wind extinguishes small non-magical fires, disperses fog and mist, scatters objects, and pushes unsecured objects uh, away from Ooh. you. And uh, creatures within 20 feet of you, uh, or 20 feet of the burst, uh, need to make a forging save or be knocked prone. Oh. Um, this is an arcane or primal spell, so Ariato, you can't ah. learn this. But uh, you can give it to Volio, and when he learns how to use proper magic instead of prestidigitation, <laughs> he will be able to use it. <laughs> hey, Volio, do you want to learn how to create wind and knock people down? Someday. Here you go. She, <laughs> she gives him the Thank scroll. Thank you very kindly. I can't learn it. Makes sense. You uh, okay, you pocket it. Um, you have a corpse and you have killed the boar. Are you gonna take any of this boar home to eat like you were joking? Yes. Or Yeah. Listen, Leo carries okay. it over his shoulders. Okay, at least, you think, like, I'm, okay. you think uh, I'm just gonna leave an like, you think that we're just gonna kill an animal and then just leave it there like that? No. Yeah, I, I guess it's more respectful to the creature to at least put it remains to you. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The other creature, uh, however. So yeah, this guy, you, you're gonna, like, tell the guards? Yeah. yeah. So, you're gonna have to. Okay. You make your way into town, you find a guard, you, like, find a body, and they're like, whoa. And they see you with this boar, and they're like, whoa. <laughs> and they oh, yes, we quickly also rush the off. They quickly rush off to deal with that. Uh, and you return to Aberton. Well. Um, with a boar over your shoulder. And how are y'all doing? Feeling good. Feeling oh, great. Um, good. Successful. He's like, should we drop the fucking boar off? No, we should go to the market with it. I don't know if that is a good idea. I think it's a great idea. I think we're going to scare the people at the market. That's the point. <laughs> oh my. That is, it may be the point of view, but I, I really don't <laughs> want to do that. You can pretend you don't know me. <laughs> why would, now why would I ever do that to you? You've done it before. <laughs> that was only because there was someone extremely attractive nearby and you were going to ruin my chances. <laughs> Oh, I remember that. You know, you know, Volio. (laughs) Yes? Trying to turn your head around all the way is not going to help me get this. Well, it's going to help you get noticed, that's for sure. I mean, you got it anyway. Oh, that's because I'm very good at my job. You're very good at your job. Do you want to go to the shop or not? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Um, I think uh, after a little bit of searching, uh, you find there are like general stores around here, but one of them seems to catch your eye and you're not entirely sure why exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems relatively fresh, like it was built just a little while ago. And 
On the front of the store, um, there is a picture of a treasure chest and written in, uh, you know, nice new age uh, text in a beautiful crest, it says, Gold Pockets Emporium, where adventure goes, we follow. Established 4719AR. Oh, that was last year, right? Or was that this year? That was last year. Last year. Only like, a, like it's it is fantasy January in the campaign right now. Um, a baby shop. It's a little baby shop. Would you like to enter with your fucking boar? Yeah. <sighs> I borst through the door. Oh my fuck! <laughs> well, Shut you up. enter into the shop, and immediately you are overwhelmed by just the spirit of prosperity. Oh, hello, who is that? Um, yeah, I told you to simp. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you enter into the shop and um, it is nice in here. Um, very clean. Um, the floors shine. Um, it looks like something almost out of a picture book. Like when you think of like uh, adventure shop or potion shop. It looks exactly like this. Love that. And uh, there is a woman standing there, almost uh, like dozing off. And as you enter, she kind of perks up. Um, there's music playing in the background that sounds vaguely like elevator music. <laughs> and uh, she kind of uh, perks up as you enter and she kind of scans you real quick, like making a quick assessment of you all. She sees the boar over your shoulder. She sees the rapier by your side. She sees the magic energy within you. And she perks up. And she's like, mm. Welcome to my store, travelers. Uh, I am Gertie uh, Goldpockets. It's a pleasure to meet you all. Hi. A pleasure to meet you. Hello. Um, uh, she's uh, kind of grinning ear to ear at you, uh, almost vibrating. <laughs> Uh, and she's like, you three look like adventurers. Could be. Yeah. And are sort. you perhaps here to buy adventuring goods? You might uh -huh. be. Yeah. yeah. Oh, college debt, you can suck my ass. Yes, excellent. Oh, wait, hang on, what was that? <laughs> college debt, you can suck my ass. I love her. Well... Relatable. We'll show mom and dad who's an inopportune business opportunity this time, boys. Hi. Hi. Uh, how can I help you today? Well, we were looking for a few items. Uh, maybe uh -huh. you could see if uh -huh. you have them. Uh, I was looking for some buckets and some horns. Uh huh. Clown uh -huh. horns, not a not a, a beast horns. Okay. Anything that squeaks, honestly. Oh. Yes. You you must be the, the traveling circus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, part of this, yes. Wonderful. Okay. Um. Well, let me see. I can get you these, but uh, <clears throat> if you're looking for some more uh, adventurous gear, I've got some stuff for you. Mm. And she's like, she is like this radiant, like she's glowing with um excitement to have someone here to buy her stuff. <laughs> oh. Um, so I have a little document here for you all. Okay. Uh, which 
has a list of the uh, products that she is selling here. Sick. Um, some of it is mundane, some of it is magical, some of it is stuff that'll upgrade other stuff. Um, it's just, it's good. There's good stuff in here. Uh, you can peruse a little bit, and if you see anything that catches your fancy, um, even if you don't have the money to buy it yet, bring it up, and she'll hold on to you for you. Uh, she'll hold on to it for you. Uh, next time you visit, maybe she'll have different gear. Fuck you. This is easier than being like, hey, you can buy any item in the game because there's so many fucking yeah. items. But with this, there's just a small selection for you all of just stuff that you might find interesting. Thank you. My fucking brain doesn't like it when there's too many choices. Yeah. Um, so you probably won't be able to afford much right now because... How much money do we have right now? Uh, you each have 15 gold and two silver. Ooh, okay. Okay. Sexual. She will provide more information about any of these if you would like to ask her. Mm-hmm. Some of these are some of these are brand new from the advanced player guide, and they're very fun. I would like to follow up on my question. Do you have uh, buckets and squeaky things? I mean, squeaky things. Um, I can order in some squeaky things. Or no, no, no. Yeah, I don't have to order anything in. And she goes to the back, and you see her shoving some stuff together, and you hear her like, okay. And she comes back, and she's got some ooze, and she's like, will this do? And she kind of squeezes it, and it makes like a farting noise, and she's like, huh? Huh? <laughs> Anything? Yes, perfect. I shall take this. Okay, um, that'll be five silver. She sells you it. <laughs> you have some weird farting jelly. You do, like, you have enough, uh, like, the um, the rest of the clowns uh, did pay you, like, a little bit to buy these other stuff. Mm-hmm. So if you are buying, uh, you know, actual treasure, this will be from, it will be from your own pocket. I the am other stuff is just for them. I think Ariato brings up the pen like, um, what's this? Oh, this? And uh, Gertie picks up the uh, one of the things you brought. It is a uh, little brown pin, which is shaped like a monkey. It's and, cute. Uh, she's like, ah, I see you got an eye for um, an eye for uh, the rare. She lies to her teeth. <laughs> um, this is a monkey pin. Um, it's a trinket, a talisman. Uh, you kind of attach it onto your armor or your clothes, in your case. And um, when you start climbing, uh, if you succeed uh, you, on your athletics check to climb, you actually move at your full speed. Oh. So imagine you moving up the walls at 25 feet per uh, second. Kind of creepy, but hey, could be useful if you're an adventurer. She finger guns at you. <laughs> This does seem pretty interesting. Keep looking, though. Oh, yeah? A lot of this stuff's pretty cool. Okay. Oh, thank you! I wish my parents were here to hear that! Are your parents shitty, too? Ah, <laughs> uh, it's a... They just, um... <clears throat> Gertie, no one's going to buy adventuring gear. There's hardly any adventurers or this outside of Absalom. Gertie, you should just move to Absalom. Blah, blah, blah. 
I knew I'd find adventures at some point in Africa, and I knew it. Oh, your parents sound fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Abadurites. It is what it is. Ah, ah yes. Capitalists. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not that there's anything wrong with capitalism. I love capitalism. I love I'm money. Sure you I'm sure so. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> oh, anyway, adventuring. Uh, monkey pit? No? <clears throat> You'd be training in athletics. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm not really. I I just it looks kind of cool. Um, it suits you. You could buy it anyway, just for the fashion. <laughs> uh, I I I think I'll just. I'll, don't worry. I'll keep looking. Don't worry. I'll keep <laughs> she looking. She makes big puppy eyes. I'll at keep you. looking. Uh, Volio is specifically eyeing up the predictable silver piece. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's easy. Just a coin on a little cushion. Um. It looks unremarkable, a little bit weathered, and it's got the face of an unnamed monarch on it, and uh, on the back there's a majestic bird on the tail. And she kind of slinks over and says, Ah, a purveyor of fine fortunes, I see. Whatever the fuck that means. Well, this is the predictable silver piece. Um, hey, what's your name, uh, kind sir? Volio. Volio, Mr. Volio, heads or tails? Tails. Sorry, I got heads. Hey, Volio, heads or tails? Tails! Sorry, I got heads. Oh! See, this little trick item, when you rub one side, you activate it. And then when you flick the coin, it'll always land on the side you rubbed. Oh, very nifty. Would be very useful. Very useful indeed. I shall take it. How much? <gasps> three gold! You've got it. And he hands over three gold. <laughs> Her eyes sparkle and she. This is not good for anyone else. <laughs> so you have purchased a predictable silver piece. And uh, I would also like a healing potion. Oh, sure. Um, we have a couple of these. Uh, we've got eight minor healing potions in stock and, and two lesser healing potions in stock. She kind of brings you over to the uh, potion side of the place. There are like mounted little flasks on the walls. Uh, it's just, and they come in cherry or strawberry flavor. Strawberry? Did you say strawberry? Oh, no. Yes, there's strawberry flavor over here. Only four gold each. <gasps> I shall take a cherry uh, minor healing potion. Excellent. Two strawberry. Uh, ka-ching. <laughs> ka-ching, ka-ching. Okay. Um, so that's eight gold from you, uh, Ariato, and four gold from you, Volio. Got it. She's kind of floating towards you, Royari. Does mm. anything catch your eye? We have a bag of holding. And we have a bracelet of dashing. Mm. And we have... Ooh, maybe you seem like a fine purveyor of the rare and antique. I might have something which will blow your minds, Mix. Anything. What's your name? Uh, my name is Royari. You can use anything you want. Uh, well, Mix Rary, um, how about this? Come, come over here, come over here. I've got some really, something I, I can tell you're a fashionable fella. Mm -hmm. I got something I think you'll really like. And she brings him over towards, um, like, another, like, a box, and she clicks it open. And there's a kind of grey pearl-looking thing inside. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what do you think? Is, uh, but what is this? Is this... 
she taps it and like she holds it in the air and she lets go and it starts to float. Oh my goodness. And slowly, it starts orbiting her head. Oh. This is an Aeon Stone. Oh my. Uh, do you know about Aeon Stones, uh, Mixed Royari? I... I could have at least heard of this, right? Vaguely? Okay, I just wanted to make sure that it wouldn't be like a completely yeah. new concept. Ari's like, I've heard of them, but I don't know what they do. So, basically, Aeon Stones, they're these magically charged rocks which, when activated by an intelligent creature, they levitate in a spinning manner around the head of the user. They have all manners of effects depending on the shape and color of the stone. The ancient Aslanti used them, and some say that it was Aridin himself who brought these to the Isle of Kortos. Oh. They have all sorts of really interesting powers, and listen, if you're looking for a piece of ancient history, a dull, like a, an Aeon Stone is the way to go. Well, what does this one do? Well, it rotates around your head! Is... Okay, this one's a dull gray one. It's extra old. It's extra vintage. You're trying to sell me this one. <laughs> Doesn't have any explicit powers, but it could serve as a fashionable, hands-free uh, way of maybe if you cast a spell. You could cast um, light on it, and you could have a floating light around your head. Very cool. Um, what happens if you cast Produce Slam on I mean, it? I mean, I'm going... <laughs> What happens if you oh cast produce flame on it? You might break it. Oh, okay. I won't you do might, it then. But you, you know what? If you want me. to do, if you want to do that in uh, in your own house after you buy it, that's fine by me. She finger guns oh, again. Okay. <laughs> I like my potions. Mm, I don't know about that yet. I have. Okay. Oh, it's okay. I have only recently come into having money to spend. Um, I would, however, like a healing potion. Uh, major, uh, sorry, lesser or minor? Uh, and cherry flavored or strawberry? A... Mm, a minor, and cherry is fine. Excellent. That's four gold, please. Here you go. As she hands you one of these little potions. Like, anything else, or will that be it for today? I don't think we need anything else. Do we need anything else? No. You sure I can't in uh, interest you in a brass ear? Like, and she pulls out one of those, like, little tubes that you put up the walls and you listen through. How much is that? Oh. That's, that's one gold, Mr. Volio. And you can hear everything? Uh. Well... It, it's not a magical brass ear, but it could help you hear things better. You could maybe get a plus one to perception checks to hear things through walls. Mm. Either uh, Royari or Volio. The owl bear claw might be cool. What's that? Okay. Oh, the owl bear claw? She kind of like over towards you, Ariato. Um, I can't do this. I don't use weapons. This is. A so this thing, uh, you basically attach it onto your weapon in a fashionable keychain made here in uh, the Traveler's Emporium. Um, and when you get a critical hit with it, um, you can actually gain extra effects from your weapon. 
Um, this is a trinket, so it'll only work once per day. After, like, the second time you use it per day, it could work, but it could also break. It's kind of like, I guess, a mundane wand is the best way of putting it. Oh, we could be killing machines. Uh-huh. Maybe. You already are one, Volio. Do you want to match with me? Oh, boy. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Oh, You'll have a cute little keychain on your rapier or your whip, whichever one. Hmm. Well, I don't whip so that I don't kill people sometimes. That's true, but um, when you crit, you can super. You could super knock them out. Super kill. Knock them out. Super well, knock actually, them out. <laughs> on on a crit with a whip, you would be able to knock them prone. Oh, there you go. You can knock okay. them down. Give it. Fuck it, give it to me. I'm not spending any more <gasps> money. No one let me spend any more money. <laughs> okay. Tree gold, sir. Thank you. Um. Okay, give it's 11 minus 3. Uh. Eight. Eight, yes. Eight. Eight. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> All right, and will that be everything today, uh, customers? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. Well, make sure, make sure to come back soon because we'll have even more stuff. Okay. Thank you so much, everyone. Uh, Have a great day and good luck adventuring. Uh, Thank you. Uh, Have a good day. I will have a good day. She seems overjoyed. Rari, um, before leaving, takes her hand and kisses it and is like, perhaps we will be back. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Ariana just waves. Um. they walk out okay and you do walk out um all right um and you have indeed uh sort of left temporium now um and you've got some new fancy trinkets and also you still have that fucking boar over your shoulder yep i have not put it down she was nice yes she was real funny she was so obviously trying to sell more and more oh absolutely oh, yes. It was pretty cute. Yeah. At least we got some cool stuff out of it, Look at you, Heartbreaker. What? Look at you, Heartbreaker. I do not break hearts. That's not true. I would never break somebody's heart. On purpose. I cannot control that! (laughs) (laughs) Rari Rari puts her hands on her hips and is like, I cannot take the sight of this dead boar any longer. We need to take it back to camp. But I've taken a liking to him. I think we should give him a name. I think oh, we're going to eat. <laughs> Was it a lady? We're, we're, go- we're going to eat her later. I do not want to name her. This is dinner. I think we should name her. Will you please? Linda. Will you please, we have dinner. <laughs> Uh, yes, we have Linda for dinner. Oh my god. (laughs) Okay. Volio, come this way, and let's let's bring it back to fucking camp, please. Okay. Bring her back, yeah. (laughs) Oh my god. Um, And I think you guys are all kind of, like, um, making your way back to camp. And stuff seems fine for you all. You guys uh, kind of like uh, get back to camp 
and you uh, sit down to have a lovely dinner of fantasy lechon. And it's tasty. It's good. Uh, that being said, on the way uh, back, um, Royari, you are bumped into by someone. Um, uh, a kind of like burly looking guy and uh, he stinks of alcohol and he kind of like sees you and spits a little bit. He's like, fuck off! As he keeps walking. Lovely. Oh, how rude. Um, he keeps walking through Aberton. It's unseasonably hot right now. Um, Almost like a, like a small heat wave, which is not great for January. But as he kind of like makes his way back to his uh, where uh, to his destination, he opens up the double doors of a particularly seedy looking bar, and sitting with her feet up on uh, the table is a uh, dwarven woman, and she's like. You're late. What are you doing? And he's like, all right, boss, it's just, you know, I seen something. Well, what do you see? Well, I'm pretty sure I saw some circus freaks in town. Well, yeah, obviously, because if the circus is in town, idiot. He's like, I don't know. I got the feeling that they're up to something more than just being in the circus. And the dwarf kind of tilts her head and says, Ah, that's so? Interesting. Real, real interesting. And with that, she takes a big bite out of a sandwich full of hay that her, strokes her pet goat beside her. Circus freaks. Real, real interesting. This episode of Dice Will Roll would not have been possible without the support of our Patreon supporters. Alan Jones, Steph, Emelyn, Cone Without Name, Dan Sanchez, Sean C, Fan Daniel, SS66Seeker, Natasha Lee Lumley, Rhiannon C, Elizabeth, Jenna Mitchell, James R, Kane Kendrick, Don Bewley, Sky Evangeline, Mel Eeyore, Emelyn Laderna, Tesla Et, Triceratops, Grey Kitsune, Anna Maria, Felicia, Roxy, Sonia, Jordan, Cynical Spinstress, Casey Corn, John de Beaucorder, Leon, Tyler, Valerie, and Sarah. If you want to support Dice or Roll, check out our Patreon and see what you can get for your help. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.